Welcome to the Pro Cheerleading Podcast, hosted by Makiba and Brittany, two former NFL cheerleaders discussing hot topics in the pro cheerleading industry and revealing the truth behind the palms. Again, why do we feel so green? Because we're never going to get used to this. What are we popping today? We are twisting open. Oh, wow. Man, I, we don't have a pop. It went <laughs> a little bit of rose in honor of Brittany's birthday. <laughs> I suck at pouring. Makiba has bit. this little like seven dwarves cup looking <laughs> thing over here. Cup. Oh, it's a tasting it's cup. It's a tasting cup. For espresso. <laughs> <laughs> on Pi Day, yes, March 14, the day after this episode airs, it will be Brittany's birthday. Yeah, so I had to bring in some bubbly. I know it's rosé, but this is just symbolic of I will always have your back through thick and thin, drunk and sober. Oh, just rosé gate, rosé gate. Thanks for the sweet gift, Mikiva. I You're love you, so and this welcome. podcast is so fun. I'm glad I really enjoy it. I couldn't do this without you. It's been so fun. Such a fun journey. Being awkward together as we always are. We never know how to start it, even though We've been this doing is it. our millionth episode. <laughs> One day we'll get it right. But until then, remember in the beginning we had to record our second episode like three times because we were figuring dance. it out. Oh my yeah. goodness. Shut up and dance was a hard one. It was hard. It was a difficult topic. We didn't know what the hell we were doing. We weren't sure who to talk about even because there were so many stories left and right. We were so green. Yeah, we were trying to get focused. But Not we gotta... like we're pros now. We're still learning. <laughs> like, yeah, right. But it's starting to flow, don't you think? I think we're getting so much interaction from people who are listening, which makes it even more fun, I think, because it is we're getting some great ideas for season three. I saw your right. post today on Instagram. Yeah. Cheers to that. Cheers to season three. I'm drinking rosé out of a mug. It says, you're my bestie with flowers. And it's beautiful. <laughs> also a gift oh. from Makiba. I totally almost wanted rosé out of my Good. We're just having a little celebratory toast to your big day on Thursday. Thank and you. everybody, please wish Brittany a very happy Aww. birthday on Instagram. I'm going to do a takeover, so don't even trip. You're going to have some pictures. Oh, no. <laughs> birthday lane, memory lane that we're going to travel down. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you can't touch Instagram on Thursday. Okay. <laughs> she looks like she's turning pale in the face. <laughs> I promise it'll be all the good pictures. Okay. I trust you. Okay. Someone's having fun down the hall. <laughs> Let's not try to jump in on the podcast, people. Okay. But we have cheer chat going on. Yep. What's a, what's a good announcement that we should share? Well, I was going to be like, we have sponsors now, we're rich, but that's <laughs> definitely not the case. We're still doing it on our own dime. Yes. Um, but we have goals, and so we set up the Patreon. Mm-hmm. I'm still pretty new to Patreon in general, but if you guys want to donate, that's awesome, because in a few weeks we leave for Washington, D.C. Brittany's first time there. I've never been there. I'm so excited. It's going to be fun. Thank goodness there's a lot that you can do for free in D.C., but we plan to rip the town up. So Our goal is to be able to do stuff like this all the time. We're going to a Wizards game, like we said. We're going to the final auditions for Redskins. It's audition season. I We're just really pumped to start to get a flavor for how other teams do it. I think that's an exciting topic that everybody wants to know about is just how other teams host their auditions. So mm-hmm. The but, only team that selected theirs currently. You were going to say yeah. something, though. I cut you off. Oh, gosh, no. Just that we need money for these yeah. little festivities. And we did receive our first donation. Shout out to Anthony. Well, our first first one was me. Because I was trying to figure That's out true. how it worked, <laughs> just so that I could and school you're a, people. You're a monthly member too, aren't you? I canceled it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Which you can do, you guys. Like, if you only want to donate once, you basically let that payment go through a month later, and then you cancel it. Got you, you. Unbecome a Patreon. That sounds so. You're dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like you anymore. <laughs> Take my five dollars and go. But no. But thank you so much for supporting. Thank you guys for listening. And we couldn't do this without somebody to listen to us. And whether you're supporting by listening or reviews too. Like, I think That's we forget true. to ask for reviews. We're just not very like asky asky. Thank I think goodness, when we do yeah. get a sponsorship, it's probably going to be kind of weird for us. But we're learning as we go. And that but, money's probably going to go to more trips too so that we can go see other yeah. teams, honestly. But. You're like, you're right. We do need to ask for reviews because that's how this game works. But we hear such amazing feedback from people and messages and emails. And we just wish that people would say it in a review, too, just because it's uplifting for, mm-hmm. I think, other listeners that connect with what you might find interesting in an episode. And also, it's inspiring to us. So 
feel free to leave a review. And we um, see all of them, all the comments now. And so we really try to, we text each other like, oh my gosh, did you see so-and-so commented this? And oh, we, we definitely good. listen and try to, the next episode, be better or exactly. take your tips. Exactly. No, that's the fun exchanges. It's like, oh my God, did you see this? Yeah. You know, like, anyway. So, Patreon. Mm-hmm. Reviews, feedback, keep it coming, keep talking to us. We have a listener on YouTube who's my new buddy, whether he likes it or not, on his commute to New Jersey. <laughs> Shout out to you. Just wanted to say hello and thanks for listening on air. On air, whatever, on the podcast. <laughs> and we do have a hotline link. We do. That has been so cold. Yeah. Nobody's been calling it. They've definitely been sending messages, but definitely not calling <laughs> They've left messages? Well, like, no, just sending us messages, but not oh. using the hotline message. That's okay. Yeah, it's a tab on Instagram. There's a call button and an email button, so... You know what would be cool, though, if people use the hotline thing? Like, haven't you heard from people say that, like, when they listen to the podcast, that they have so many points where they're like, mm-hmm, and then this happened, and then that happened? Like, I wish they would just press At least pause just call on the podcast in. and be like, oh my gosh, that one part when you said ba 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 like, I have a story, and this is what happened, da 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 I just think it would be so funny and more interactive, because until we're doing this, like, live like Q&A or something, like, we won't really get to hear the stories. The greatest thing about this podcast is that the two of us have a million stories to share. But You just told me one off-air that we need to... <laughs> we'll save, but it involves a thong and Makiva's first appearance in a calendar, so... Nightmare on Elm Street. Um... But, you know, like, just think about all the listeners out there that are pro cheerleaders that also have their own stories that they can relate to. And just, like, what if you shared it? Not that we're going to share everything on air, but it would be fun to hear about it because the collective memories from everybody shared in the community makes it even more fun. Super true. So use the hotline to let us know what your real-time feedback is listening to the episode. Yeah, we want to hear your voice. You hear our voices every week. So, Well... Okay, let's get into it. Cheer chat. Cheer chat. Chat it up. Chat it up. You were saying the only team right now that has this team is the The Jets. Mm -hmm. So they did finals, and we were talking about how kind of awkward finals is, in our opinion. Mm -hmm. Because go ahead. How do they set it up? It's kind of like. You know, we've all seen the Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders episodes where their final auditions round, they're seated in, the rest of the contestants are seated in chairs facing the judges or off to the side of the judges, who knows, but it's very awkward to just sit in a probably uncomfortable chair, ready to piss your pants because you're watching every single talented performer go in front of you, whether it's like a solo routine or a routine that you all have to do. Just having to watch everybody perform would be... And like you said, I was like, you could close your eyes and dance in your mind, but if you're front row, you're basically on the whole the audition. Whole entire time. So like, you can't. Do not look like you're crapping your pants. Do not look intimidated. Don't do look not look tired. Sure of yourself, keeping your posture. Like, I would just literally want to. Um, it would be really uncomfortable. And now yeah. you have to get up and. Yeah, move around. Awkward. Yeah, do you get to have like a little staging area where you can stretch your legs? Oh, a little true. Bit like right you're on deck. It? Yeah, I would hope that they do it that way. Because that's a lot of sitting. Mm-hmm. And mm-mm. Not a, I mean, not a fan of that setup. I get that everybody wants to have, like, you know, the stage and the judging table and this and that. But it's, I feel for the girls. Because what was our experience like for finals? We're just sitting on the carpet in the hallway, hallway. of hope. <laughs> but, yeah, but you could stretch. You could, like, you know, do some planks or something. Like, get out the nervous energy because you're not supposed to dance or be on yes. your phone or... I you think can't be practicing the routine. Yeah, but people do. But let's be real. And they never have. Nobody ever tells on anyone. No. Even though there's somebody like, what, who's is like, what is it, dock your points? No. No, you should, you should be kicked out. Yeah, we should have had some bottle of rosé in the back and just, <laughs> woo, I'm about to go on. Shut, 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 shut. <laughs> no, but it is very, it is very, uh, <laughs> I promise you guys we did not just fart. <laughs> if you could hear that, it was not us. But, you know, you could at least move around. You weren't stuck in a chair the whole entire time. <laughs> I don't think they can hear that. Okay. But we have a busy, we're in a busy area tonight. <laughs> we're at a bar. <laughs> Lots of fart noises. But, yeah, we at least could sit comfortably or lay down or walk around, something to kind of just move. Yeah, nobody, none of the judges, I mean, there's typically like a photographer back there snapping photos behind the scenes kind of situation. Mm-hmm. But if you need to just like zen out and like dance in your mind to the music that you can hear. Exactly. You can hear everybody's speeches and stuff like that. You can do it. Exactly. So. Well, congratulations to the new flight crew. Mm-hmm. Pouring a little bit more rosé for you. Okay. This will be exciting. We're going to give updates for Cheer Chat during this whole audition season for all the teams that are 
sharing more footage other than just pictures of like what their auditions process is shaping up to be like but we're excited to share if we see some guys as semi-finalists or finalists we'll let you know if there's any anything juicy true we'll add it to cheer chat yeah one team down 25 more to go that's crazy (laughs) we hope you guys are going to those prep courses out there and you know getting getting it together yeah, you guys have a lot of options. There's a lot of cool companies that I didn't know about before starting yeah. this podcast and doing some research. So use the resources that you have in your area mm-hmm. and just the prep classes for the team you're auditioning for. They for sure. all pretty much have them. So, yeah. Well, this episode is dope as F. I'm so excited to drop this in interview. It's one of my personal favorites. I mean, every single yeah. one's been my favorite I, yeah. for a different reason, but... <laughs> We're still green. You know what? We're not going to edit too much. No. Are you really? No. Okay. I was about to say, (laughs) mission accomplished. No, I'm kidding. But no, this was a great episode. I feel like the last few conversations we've had with our guests have been very motivating. Um, Super down to earth women. It's Women's International History Month. You know, it just, I think we're sharing some amazing personalities in our space. And this woman right here. Jenny Valdez does not disappoint on any level whatsoever. In my mind, we're best friends with everybody we've interviewed, but she was just electric and magnetic with her energy. Yeah. You're going to feel it all up and through your headphones. We'll link everything that she talks about down below because there's quite a bit, and Mm -hmm. she's in a lot of different areas within the dance world and just inspiring people in general. So let us know what you guys think. See you on the other side. Thank you so much for joining us and taking time out of your very, very busy schedule. I'm still cheesing from ear to ear. (laughs) Yeah, Makiba told me all about uh, the most bad ones like forever ago. And I started following you guys, the Instagram, the most bad ones. And we just love you guys. You guys are so badass. So Jenny, Uh I I should probably tell you. So I fell in love with you guys. Um, This was, had to be like three or four years ago be like four or so years you were in Seattle well kind of like outside of Seattle but there was a Piala Fair and we had a, a Seahawks game that day and it was so random but long story short somebody knew somebody that played in the band for Pitbull and we ended up going to the game or not the game the fair sorry um and watched uh, the performance and I could not take my eyes off the dancers like I'd never seen anything like it before. You guys are so vibrant. His show, first of all, is like insane. So much energy. I didn't realize how much Pitbull we danced to <laughs> when yeah. we were on the team. But it was just, you guys are so dynamic and so just wowing. Your energy, your sass, the choreography. Like I could not, I was in awe. So I have been slightly, uh-huh. I guess, a groupie sort of for a while. But you guys are just uh-huh. so amazing to watch perform. And I love how wonderfully supportive you guys are of each other, just watching the love between you all. So we're definitely wanting to talk more about that. But we just are so excited to have you because you used yeah. to be a Miami Heat dancer as well. You got your start in pro cheerleading. So we're pumped to talk yes. to you. We want to yes. hear well, all Thank things. you guys for reaching out to me. Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it, first and foremost. And I'm actually glad you came and saw one of our performances. I didn't know that you've seen us before. I don't think I was on the team at the time. Oh, okay. Because um, I've only been with him for three, going on three years now. But yeah, it's, it's honestly, he's one of the most amazing artists to be able to tour with, especially due to the fact that we're a big part of his show, you know? You like, are. he allows us to be able to share the stage with him. So, technically, we're considered background dancers, but he gives us the stage with him. You guys are. You know, are, like, everything is a is a connection, and it just, and more than anything, it's just to give the fans a good time and, and a show full of energy and, and, and literally having fun. Like you said, I don't I don't feel like people really know how many Pitbull songs they dance to until they go to a Pitbull concert, and they're like, I know this one. Wait, I know this one. The <laughs> whole entire <laughs> show is one. like that. It's so, so, <laughs> and so then, true. And then you are, you're there for an hour I remember dancing my butt off. We even moved a little closer so we can dance more. And that's a perfect way of putting it. You're so incorporated into the show. I think that's what I appreciated the most because I think, you know, even some of the big artists, they don't always have dancers. And then they're kind of like more in the background. They are background dancers. Totally, totally background. But they're part of the whole entire performance and the way he plays off of you guys. And just, you guys are just... And play off each other. Like we, we noted that that was our favorite time when we were dancing on the field that we would like make eyes with each other and yeah. like giggle and yes. it makes it more genuine exactly. for sure and you guys definitely do that yeah and that's the thing and you know a lot of people especially 
especially as dancers, you guys understand this, that we're communicating through dance a lot of the times, you know? Mm -hmm. So when we do all these concerts, it's so much fun because a lot of times we have, like, the free will to be able to enjoy the crowd, enjoy the moment, you know? So we'll look at each other like, girl, move left, girl, do this, do this, do that. You know what I mean? Right. And we're able to communicate on stage, and it's, it's honestly a... An amazing, an amazing time. That's super cool. We will definitely be posting below, like where people can find you guys and look at, because you also yes, have a YouTube definitely. channel too, right? So there's there's plenty of footage out there yes. so they can get a taste of it. But they, if you can see Pitbull live, like you should absolutely go. That's the plug. Right, that's for, for sure. real. It's so it much is. fun. Such a fun show. But you, let's talk about like your dance background in general and like get into your time with the Heat and how you okay. ended up on the most bad ones. So I'm from Miami, born and raised. I went to South Miami Elementary, Middle, and High School. So I was a product of the public school system in terms of dance. I was in the magnet school program. Okay. So I officially kind of started dancing in the third grade. And I don't know if you guys know this, but the Miami Heat used to have a little kid dance group called the Miami Heat Junior Jam. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Yes. So I was actually in that from... It was the year after they won the first championship in 06. So I was in it 06, 07. It was a little group of girls and boys, and we would perform at some of the home games, and we would have rehearsals and all that stuff. So that was like my first experience being on a NBA court as a dancer. Super okay. cool. So it wasn't just like a one-and-done thing. You guys were like a group that would perform yeah, here and there. Were, yeah, it was a group that would perform at multiple multiple home games. Awesome. That's super yeah. cool. And yeah, it was super nice. And then it was cool because we were like the Miami Heat Dancer mini-me's, you know? So we, like, <laughs> the Heat Dancers, like, we would sit on their lap sometimes, you know? It was Aww. just really funny. As I get older and I see this, you know? So, um, so yeah, that's basically how I, I was incorporated in terms of the NBA. And then when I graduated high school, I also played sports. So I played basketball and volleyball. So in high school, I kind of did a little bit of everything. I wasn't just focused on dance and only saw dance, you know, and then I graduated and uh, one of my dance teachers there uh, told me to audition for Premios Juventud. It's a, it's a Spanish award show in Miami. Oh, cool. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, oh, okay, let's try this out, you know, and I ended up booking it and I was in like four numbers and then I also danced. I tried out for a One Direction music video called The Best Song Ever. Nice. Got so I'm like, I think I need to follow this dance more seriously. <laughs> right. You know, I always love to dance, but like I said, since I was in high school, I wasn't, dance wasn't my only thing I was seeing. So whatever, once I graduated, I'm like, okay, let's see. So I started getting into the dance industry a little more. And then I obviously tried out for the heat and I made it. You first tried? Yeah. Two years. Mm -hmm. So I was there from 2013 to 14 season and 14 to 15 season. Awesome. Um, so yeah, so that was an amazing, amazing experience. And the Miami Heat, I'm telling you, like, I know you guys have danced for other teams, but to me, they're the best organization, at least in the NBA. Oh, you that's know? awesome. Like, they, no, honestly, like, they know they have my heart 120%. Not only because they've seen me grow up as a little girl, you know, they've, right. they've been around me since I was 11 years old. And now I, I so to today, I go back, you know? I thought so I saw you... Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I thought I saw you um, help with auditions and stuff too, right? Or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went, I think it was last year. They invited me to the auditions to come in and judge one of the one of the sections they were doing. So, oh, wow. yeah, I'm, I'm definitely still involved. They literally are like the foundation of my career. Cool. So did you audition for the most bad ones and then decide not to come back? Or did you take some time in between Miami Heat and the most bad ones? So a lot happened in between Miami Heat and the most bad ones. <laughs> So I, the only thing I ever wanted as a little girl was to be a man who dancer. Like, that was my goal because I thought you, I didn't really knew the entertainment industry of dance really existed. So mm -hmm. I was just like, I want to be a heat dancer. That's all I want to do. I just want to be a heat dancer. And that's it. So yeah. as I became, yeah, you know, I, not that that was it. I just didn't know. Like, nobody in my family is a professional dancer. I wasn't really around it. I didn't go to studios like that to, to know how this works, you know? Right. So... So as I joined Heat, I started doing music videos and award shows and all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, you know, you can make a living off this. Cool, you know. And at the time in Miami, there wasn't really artists that were touring like that. Right. But oh, yeah. I got booked. Casper Smart uh, booked me for a music video called Back It Up. It was with Prince Royce. Oh, my gosh. We danced to that song. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. my goodness. They brought that back from Pro Bowl one year, and that was my favorite routine, actually, yep. that year. That one's really fun. Wow, that's awesome. We'll have to look for you in the oh, music so video. Cool. <laughs> yes, yes. I am there somewhere. Um, yeah, you know how those videos are. 
you get one second, one second to shine. Yeah, <laughs> which always drives me nuts because obviously there's a whole routine going on, and I'm like, in the editing room, do they not have the choreographer? Yes. Like, excuse me, <laughs> do you know how much time and practice went into that number? I'm gonna need some more cuts to the dance. It's routine. so true. They totally chop it up. I it's know. crazy. I know, but and it's so funny. Like even in performances, it's like we had we practice all these days of practice for two minutes, and it's like, man, if only you guys really knew the amount of rehearsal that went on behind those two minutes uh, of us right? practicing. Oh, my, I can you only know? imagine. Dang. Yeah. But how fun was that? Was that uh, filmed locally in Miami? Yes, that oh, was cool. filmed locally in Miami. Yeah, and it was awesome. And then from there, Casper called me that he wanted to book me for Prince Royce to go on tour with Royce. Nice. Cool. Yeah, but at the time, I had did my first first concert tour ever with Daddy Yankee. Oh, oh I love Daddy okay, Yankee so too. Dang, yeah. Okay, sorry, we're just standing <laughs> yeah, so over here. I know. I have, I have. I'm kind of like all over the place, but but yeah, they called me. I did the billboards, and um, Daddy Yankee's choreographer. They had a show in Chile, so they took me. And that was my first concert ever. I was freaking out because it was like the first time I was on the other side of the stage. Yeah. You know, like I've always watched oh, concerts, but I've never yeah. been in one. Wow. So and it was with Daddy Yankee, so I was freaking out. But yeah, so then Yankee kind of they offered me a tour too, and I ended up choosing Royce because we were opening up for Ariana Grande in her oh, honeymoon tour. And nice. Like, uh, so it was yeah, yeah. So it was amazing because it was like this is the first time we really get to perform in like arenas and we're getting to travel the United States. You know, it's not only in the Spanish market; we're entering the English market as well. So mm-hmm. I felt like it was a good decision for me in my career at the time. Yeah. And then I was with Royce. We finished that tour. I went on tour with Yandel for a little bit. And then I went back on tour with Royce because he went on tour with Pitt and okay. Fafoko. Okay. And so- then from there, from there, the most bad ones, they had a small audition because a couple of the girls were leaving. So they held a, a small private audition. And whatever we auditioned, it was like six, seven girls. And nothing, we didn't hear anything of it. And then I ended up going on tour with them because I was dancing for Royce. And then on tour, they were like, hey, so I know this is kind of a, a unique situation because you're on tour with us, but we're going to have like a smaller, like trial run with three girls. Invitation only to- audition kind of thing. Exactly. Cool. Yeah. And we want you to, we want you to be part of it. So we're going to fly the other two girls out to be on the run with, on the road with us, even though you're already on the road with us, mm. you know? So, so yeah. And then, so I was dancing with Royce, learning choreography for them. And then once I finished that tour with Royce, that's when I started with them. And then one of the shows, they incorporated us in it. And after that, they chose. And then I became part of them. I got the call and I was like, yes. Like, yes. Oh, yes. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> so who cool. is the mastermind behind TMBO? Like, is it just all like self-led or is there like a captain or who manages? Um, yes, we have a captain. We have a captain. Um, her name is uh, Tina. Okay. And our oh. captain is Michelle. Okay, sorry. I'm like, you know oh, them? I know them. No, I don't know them. But yeah, you know them like, <laughs> I know them, but I don't know yeah. them. <laughs> I'm just a little groupie. So uh, before this, though, did yeah. you, like, have an agent? Or was this all just, like, self, word of mouth, like, you're just stunningly gorgeous yeah, and stunningly no, I, talented? <laughs> but I actually, I, I had a couple of agents in Miami. Okay. But it's, it's, it's really different compared to, like, LA and New York, the way things run down here in Miami. But I did have a couple of agents, and they would just, you know, send us auditions and, and, and things like that. And after a while, kind of, the industry's so small, and then you start creating your own little networking system. Right. And then people just say, like, fuck you or call you. You know how that is. A lot of it becomes ends up becoming word of, word of mouth. Right. Super cool. Oh, my gosh. So what's Pipple like? Just give us a scoop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's great, man. Honestly, like, there's so much more to him than just an artist you know he's a businessman he's a mentor a friend he's literally honestly one of the most amazing human beings i've ever met in my oh, entire life that's so wow. sweet he seems really yeah. sweet but you know how sometimes celebrities or musicians seem a certain way but they're like absolutely not you hear through the grapevine they're you know have a dark side or whatever but he always he's has always seemed really light, sweet like a light behind him just the way that yeah he is. is he is a light he is a light that's Aww. super cool well, let's, I mean, we're probably going to be all over the place, but that's, you know, our podcast sort of. Um, <laughs> back to your time with the heat, because I'm just imagining, especially this transition that you've been able to make, right? Where you're 
touring with artists, I think it almost sounds like an NBA dancer's dream. I don't find that too many NFL cheerleaders make that transition necessarily. But um, talk about your time, like, as a Miami Heat dancer. Like, was it an easy transition for you based on your dance background and your exposure to them? Or just kind of what you liked about it? Yeah, definitely. So the Heat really, honestly, taught me how to interview, how to talk to people, Mm -hmm. how to... Uh, how to dance behind a camera. You know, a lot of the times as dancers, we go and we train and we take class, but they don't teach you how to flip your hair a certain way. They don't teach you how to give eyes to the camera. They don't teach you how to engage with a fan. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there's certain there's certain elements that you don't really learn until you're put on a professional team and that starts kind of putting things into perspective. So you go on to this, a professional team and you're thinking you're just dancing, but you're technically a, a brand ambassador. So I'm a heat dancer. I'm representing the heat everywhere I go on the court, but off the court as well. Mm-hmm. So you how know? old were you so when you were on the team? I was 18 years old. Okay, oh, wow. made it right so out of high sure. school. That's a, like a world of discovery yeah. too at that age. You know, being put. Yeah, no, with... it, it definitely is. It's, it's a big transition because, of course, some of the girls are older, so you, and you're just figuring yourself out, you know. But it, it's nice. It, it's nice to be around those elements because, you know, I don't know if you guys had this, but we had buddies. Like, no, so we really, Oh yeah, so we had buddies. So when we got onto the team as a rookie, one of the veterans was our buddy, and we kind of like they were a person to go to when we're like, oh, what's this routine? Or oh my god, I'm struggling with this. Or oh, man, I don't really know how to go around this. You know, any question we had, our buddy was there to be able to answer those questions and help us feel more comfortable with the transition of us being on this team for the first time. Mm. That's super cool. Makiva's talked about that, that our program did not have that in the NFL. I mean, some teams do, but we really wish that there was somebody because then you end up bugging your squad leader and they're kind of like, okay, yes. like they have three or four rookies asking them a million questions. They're like over it, you know, right. so, but one right. person. So the buddy system is definitely something that, you know, I, I think should be really implemented in, in mm-hmm. a lot of these, uh, sports teams. It'll take a lot of the stress out of your rookie year, especially if you just had that person. I mean, that you could call. Yeah. yeah. Br- yeah. Brittany was my person, whether she was <laughs> yeah, or not. But we were both uh, going through it at the same time. <laughs> Yep, exactly. <laughs> so it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep. Fake it till you make it. That's my motto. <laughs> Super cool. Yeah. Well, you should talk about your um, Limitless Legends as well. We were looking into that, and it seems so cool. Yes. So I actually opened up Limitless Legends a year ago on 11-11. Oh, 2017. So yeah, it's going on two years now. Wow. And basically, it's a motivational brand. And the main goal is just to inspire people to realize that they have all the potential inside of them to be whatever it is they want to be in this lifetime. Mm-hmm. And the main thing is showing people to live limitless. And I came across this because this is something I've always had within myself. I've always been like a motivational person, whether I knew it or not, you know. Mm-hmm. And my niece was born my sophomore year of high school. And my life changed a lot <laughs> the second she was born. Now I have four nieces and nephews, but she was my initial one. And she made me try to be a better person every day. I was like, what am I going to do to be a better person for her? Like, what role model am I going to set as an example for her? Right? Oh, you're such and a good auntie. <laughs> Makes me want to call my nieces and nephews right now. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm telling you, these little kids do something to you. Yeah. Like, I don't know what it is. Is she, the, is she the one that you dance with on? on- yes. Okay, her? On my okay. videos. Yes. Yeah. She yeah. looks like a total mini you. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> what That's super was cool. What challenge she was, was that? It was a, it was some challenge that I saw you guys do together. Yeah, I've done, I've done a couple. I've done a couple with her. And then I started incorporating my other nieces and nephews because they love to dance, too. Oh, that's so super cool. Putting them, <laughs> yeah, I've putting them in that, too. But, yeah, and then I just realized, like, it wasn't, it's not just her. It's not just my nieces and nephews. There's a whole group of kids now growing up in a generation where they're kind of lost and confused. And mm-hmm. not a lot of people are coming up to help guide them. You know, and it's not just kids. I mean, I use kids as my outlet now because that's what I feel the most connected to. But even adults, like there's adults that are still are still older and figuring out life. And that's OK. I don't think there's a timeline of when you need to have your life figured out or not. You know, tell but me about it, girl. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like I'm telling you, people think, you know, by the time you're 30, you have to have this, this and that. And that's right. not necessarily the case. Everybody works at their own pace. But I do feel that in your life, you have to do something you love. Like we're dancers. We, we're, we lived our passion. We lived our years of passion, you know? So what happens when we finish dancing? What, so what are our years of passion going to consist of? You start a podcast. You know? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, you never know exactly. And this is something that you guys are passionate about. And, like, that's 
what I love to be able to see people doing, doing things that you love. And life is too short not to do anything less than that. Yeah, yeah never quit. Always be crossing things off that bucket list. And they yeah, say that millennials are the most depressed and, like, lost, wandering generation. So wow. that's amazing that you have, like, this company that can guide them and empower them and inspire. So is it – do you have a team yeah. of people that are part of Limitless Legends or is um, it me so primarily you? Right now, it's right now it's me, my brother, and my mom. Cool. So right now it's us three, so it's family-based. So we've been all three working together and – you know, along the way, this has been a growing process. So what I love about this is that it's a business I created, but I'm opening this up and I'm growing with the people, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. it's nice because it's not like I'm set away and I'm doing this and I'm trying to make money. And I'm just like, it's not about that right now, you know? Like I'm really just growing and attracting the right people in my path. So by me just speaking up, I've been able to get other individuals on my journey as well. Um, so I'm still fixating them mm-hmm. into positions and into places where we can, you know, build this brand even more, you know? That's awesome. But so do you keep a shirt. I mean, we've seen like posts of um, you speaking to the groups of kids and it's very, very powerful words that you're sharing with them and their faces are lit up. I mean, for me, when we did our Junior Seagulls program as part of the, the Seahawks organization, that was always my favorite part because you just see the impact that you can make when you're making eye contact with a little girl and making her feel yes. acknowledged or like, I see you. And it's just so beautiful to see. I'm really impressed by you taking this avenue because obviously you have an, such an illustrious career and background, but finding time with all the stuff that you have going on to do something like this and touching all those kids and, Give and adults. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing yeah. to see. Thank you, th- you, and I appreciate that. And like that's the goal. I want to be able for people to see that. So like now you guys, for instance, see that and get motivated to be like, okay, now I'm going to do this in my community. And if everybody helped their community, the communities would eventually overlap and everybody would be taken care of. Right. That's true. You know what I mean? So true. So it's kind of that. It's just like, that's one of the benefits of social media that right now we're able to do this podcast and we're in different part of the States, but we're still able to network and meet and help spread the message and help each other and help other people along the way. Yeah. What feedback do you hear from the, from the kids? Like, or is there certain age groups that react a certain way? Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, I've spoken from kids in kindergarten to kids who are seniors, you know, so I have a big age graph. So each feedback is going to be a little different, but honestly, for my high school students, let me tell you, it, I get left in tears sometimes. I'm not going to lie. Like the other day, a girl just sent me. I I also do a a radio station called Slam. It's one of a pit bull school. So they just created a national radio station. So I've been going there. And one of the girls did a segment on the radio and she sent it to me. And it was, it said, who motivates you? And she was talking about me. And I was like, I started crying and I told her, I'm like, girl, I can't believe you just did this. I don't know. Like, I'm just genuinely me. And sometimes I'm like, wait, like, I really am changing lives. Like, I don't take the time to sit back and realize that, you know, because I'm just like, come on, let's help. Everybody, let's just help, you know? And when I get messages like that, I've gotten messages from girls like, oh, I finally submitted my my, my college application. Thank you for motivating me. Because I'm like, what are you guys waiting for? Just go for it. Like, take the risk. Take the leap of faith, you know? Other guys messaging me like, oh, you know, ever since you came in and spoken to me, like, I released all negativity from my life. I've been working on that. And, you know, her friends who no longer serve me and just things and thinking about what you, what you really want as a person, you know, a lot of, a lot of kids, yes, you go to school and you get taught these educational courses, but they sometimes lack teaching you about life. Amen. And and showing kids that you can, you know, you, what is it that you want? Congratulate yourself, pat yourself on the back. And I think that's the biggest thing I've noticed with kids of all the ages, the main message I tell them, like, you guys can do it. And they, they light up. Yeah. Because some kids have never been told that they can do it. Yeah, that's right. sad. You know? It's and, the truth. And that's, that's when it hits me because I'm like, you guys can do it. You know, everybody just needs somebody to, to give them a little push. But some people necessarily don't have, you know, the family home where some people are there encouraging you or whatnot. So mm-hmm. all, all these kids, all they need is a little push. And even adults too, all they need sometimes is a little push. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, wow, it's, it's honestly breathtaking. Wow. That's super cool that you're doing that. I mean, it's just, it's very inspiring. I mean, when I started seeing you post about it, I was like, what is that? And then I was listening to the videos and it's just, it's something that we probably all take for granted. It's just how we can actually reach 
and really touch somebody, you're, especially if you're modest, where you really just kind of don't see yourself in some like, I'm a leader and exactly. I'm, a, I'm an example of what people should be striving. I mean, you know, I don't think we, any of us like look at ourselves in that way, but more importantly, it's just sharing with other people, like maybe your journey and how you got there and just, because it's the power of like believing in yourself. I mean, that really resonated with me as well, like your message around the self-talk that we give to ourselves and you have to feel like it's possible. I mean, and that's something that you kind of hear, just like, yeah, that sounds really cheesy, but but if you really start to believe it, it can change. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. And I think I think the biggest thing, and I feel like the, this goes back to a social media topic, but a lot of times we are scared to be ourselves. We feel like we're the only person that's going through this and we feel unrelatable and we feel judged. And, you know, it, it's mm-hmm. part of being human and it's totally understandable. But I've come to find that, you know, there's somebody out there that relates to you. And if you can just help that one person things change, you know, like I've been going through this whole self-awareness of self-love and, and I've never felt so like, so free and so powerful and so loving of myself, Mm, you know? And mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm like, there's people who probably struggle with this too. And these are topics that need to be said. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go talk about it, you know, and it is what it is. Maybe some people get it. Maybe some people don't, maybe it's only a handful of us, but somebody out there is going to be able to connect with you and, and gain something from you just sharing your knowledge, you know? Well, dang, so I'm cool. just so pumped that you're sharing I know, it what's next? What else are you doing? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> are you booked more tours with Pitbull? And... Um, yeah, we have some spot dates. So we've just, there's no official tour booked per se, mm-hmm. but uh, we have we have shows here and there. So we've just been traveling. Wow. What is that time commitment like? I mean, if you're not on a tour, like you said, and it's just spot, you just kind of get together, have rehearsals in preparation for, for shows? Well, every artist is different. And I could say that because I've toured with different artists, mm-hmm. but the way it works with, with Pitt is we're basically kind of like always on call, you ah. know, just because shows with him always pop up, you know, so we can be, let's say these next two weeks are off, but a show pops up and we have a show on Thursday in San Antonio, you know, let's just say. That's so, so cool. So that's how that stuff works. But because not only are we his backup dancers, but we've built this brand called The Most Bad Ones. We've been able to, you know, kind of meet and figure out how we can have more business opportunities and, and grow the brand and the dancer platform. Which is awesome because, hello, like if they're like appearances or dance performances, you I'm not that you don't like, you don't need Pitbull, that sounds terrible, but you guys could definitely, you're such an entertaining group that you could for sure do your own promotions, I would imagine, too. Yeah, that's promote. nice. He gives yeah, you that freedom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we've just, so that's stuff, and then sometimes we'll meet, we'll do photo shoots, we'll meet to see how we can grow the brand some more, you know, so we're trying to incorporate this this whole movement because we do feel that dancers, you know, sometimes in this industry don't get looked upon a certain way or don't get the respect that they should, and it's right. like, you know, we're, we're, we're putting on a show just as everybody else is, you know, when we're in the core, when we're on the field, and we're, we're pumping up the energy of the crowd, you know, we're we're giving you life, you know. Some mm-hmm. some people don't understand sports. No, Great, right, sure. girl. We're it <laughs> but it's so true. Like what it used to make me so mad when I'd see these articles, like like arguing that we serve no purpose, and it's like, well, nobody's watching you. They're watching the game. There are so many people who can give two craps about the sport that's in front of them. They are looking to be entertained. They don't necessarily understand mm-hmm. the sport. Dancers I, are athletes too, you know. Seriously. So yes, and, and they're working yes. it. Do you guys, because the most bad ones are the sexiest people I think I've ever seen in my life, <laughs> do you hear feedback in that vein from your costumes, which are so cool, by the way? I don't know who, where you guys get your stuff from, but there's some, <laughs> <laughs> some cute outfits that I would love to go out in if, if I were back in shape. But, um, but like, do you get that kind of feedback ever about, like... Definitely. Mm. Definitely. And that feedback is always going to come. You're always going to have good feedback. You're always going to have bad feedback, and it is what it is. But in all honesty, what we give you on stage, it's a performance, it's a show, and we're here to give you a good time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And his concert is one of the very few concerts that I can honestly say where you're on your feet the whole hour and a half that you're there. Yep. You know, like, you're you're on your feet, there's no downtime, you know, you're dancing, you're partying, you're having fun, you're enjoying in the moment, like, he always says, like, all your hard-earned money that you spent on this concert, like, you're living it now, like, this is the time of your life, like, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm motivated. It makes me want to go run a marathon right now. Right? Right? Like, it's a beautiful thing, and, and, you know, people are always going to have things to say, but that's why you just, what doesn't serve you, you block off, and you just, and you keep it going, you know? Like, yeah, we're sexy, but there's something empowering in that. Like, I have this, there's this whole, there's this whole debate now that has really been, um, 
not fighting against it. I don't know the proper words to use, to be honest, but mm -hmm. I've really been, like, investigating and showing because I feel like people are, like, now because you're a woman, you know, you can't be sexy. Like, I don't feel Girl, that. I feel like preach. women were made to be sexy and we're powerful. So if I'm on the court and I'm giving you this certain outfit, that doesn't mean when I'm off the court, I can't enter a business meeting and be fully, like, be dressed in business attire and you still respect me exactly mm -hmm. we do it all you know what i mean i'm so exactly. i'm can... so with you on that it actually well i get fired up a lot i'm sorry i always look like i need I, scare, <laughs> I think i scare Brittany over here half the time but but they're definitely and i don't know it's not related to me too but i just feel like because of the me too movement there has just been yes. this over sensationalized protectionism of women and then like and while we're at it, let's tell them how they they shouldn't be too sexy. Even in the NBA, we talked about it on one of our episodes where, like, some of the NBA teams are moving towards, like, a more family-friendly look. And they're going to not we're have as provocative. Yeah, not yeah. as provocative dance routines. Like, stuff that just seems to suggest that there's something wrong with being sexy and beautiful and enjoying that, embracing that. And it just gets me all fired up because it's, it's, it's almost like there's some shame associated with it, which I totally disagree with. Exactly. And I'm with you 120%. And I really do believe that there's a time and place for things, Exactly. you know, but I don't think, and there's, I don't think there's anything empowering about making a girl less sexy. Yeah. What's empowering about that? Exactly. You know, so it's just like I said, there's a time and place for things and I don't think, you know, maybe we don't have to be sexy 20 million percent of the time, you know, there's a time and place where we need to pick and choose our battles. Right. But on the court, when we're performing or on stage, when we're giving a performance, you know, it, it, it's different. It's a show. It's a, you know, it's something that, that's different. And I just don't feel that you should make a woman less sexy to prove a point. Exactly. Mm -hmm. We were nominating you for president of whatever that needs to be the president <laughs> <laughs> to make that declaration. Sexy committee. No, I, side note, didn't you guys dance with Aisha Francis? She's like my just ultimate. Ultimate. Oh. Didn't you guys take a class with her? Were you there for that? I, I, I think so. Yeah, so she, I think she taught us on tour. I just, I don't know her last name. Yeah. I guess it's her, though. She came and she taught us a dance for our tour. When oh. we went on tour with Enrique Iglesias, oh. uh, she came and she, we revamped our show and she came and taught us choreography. So how was that? No, amazing. I'm telling you, and again, this goes back to being able to work with somebody like Pitt. But we're able to get choreographers from LA to come down and teach us. Like, and being a Miami dancer, that's a huge thing. Because yeah. we're being able to get opportunities that sometimes even LA dancers that live in LA still don't receive. We're also uh, Paris, you know Paris? That sounds familiar. Paris. She did Justin Bieber's Sorry video. She has her own dance group as well and made broken records and whole bunch of dance competitions oh wow super cool yeah she's she's amazing amazing and she's all about women empowerment as well and she came and taught us too and that was a huge thing because you know she's been she's been taking off in the industry now so it's just been amazing we had we've had tanisha scott who mm -hmm. um, also choreographed oh my gosh and stuff and yeah doesn't she do like party b's whole show and stuff anyway oh, maybe. yeah yeah she did her oh show gosh for the, for the award show exactly well. yep yeah so it's been i'm telling you it's, it's a blessing like we're able to work with all of these amazing choreographers and you know, and just grow. Wow. That's so Dang, cool. that's so cool. So what's been, like, your favorite part of your amazing life so far? Like, do you have, like, a this was a standout <laughs> moment? Because, like, the whole thing is sounding like... <laughs> Man, a crazy dream. Like Yeah, it is it is a dream. I, I live I live a life I dream a thousand percent. But I would say the, the best part about it, honestly, is the traveling. Yeah, I agree with and you. And I say that, that as a as a pro and a con because people think, Oh my god, you travel so much, how great. Like honestly, there's times that like I miss my home and I, I miss my babies, my four nieces and nephews, like it, it gets hard, you know. We had to leave for Europe for two months and oh, I think wow. it was only a month. Yeah, for a month. We went on tour of Britney Spears in Europe. Look at that. Isn't that crazy? Like, yeah, so crazy. How crazy is that? That's, that's so cool. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, you know? But, you know, sacrificing time with your family, missing events. Like, I've missed I've missed two of my nieces and nephews be born, and that was, like, a big thing for me, you know? Mm. But you you, you got to make some sacrifices in life. But being able to travel and see the world and know that there's so much out there and the cultures. Like, we were, we were in Abu Dhabi. We were in Singapore, oh, wow. Hawaii. Oh, like, just a whole bunch of places that you, you used to study in geography class, and now you're out here traveling to them, you know? And dancing in these places. And dancing, exactly, and doing what you love at it. And probably you seeing know? how so, universal music and dance is, too. I mean, that would probably be yes. the most beautiful part, is going to all these different places and seeing the same joy and life during the show that just connects everybody together. That would be so cool yes, to see. It, it is, and, and, and 
people that you're like, oh, how do they know about him? You know, I don't know. But they play the music and everybody jams out, you know. Or you go out to like to a spot in a in a different country and they're playing. You don't even know the, the lyrics, but the melody. Everybody's just jamming out. And Pitt always says, you know, there is a universal language and it's music. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. whether your music through dancing or through the bands or through singing, like whatever, everybody relates to music. Mm-hmm. That's so true. So can you talk about the relationship with the rest of the dancers? Obviously, you travel together. You probably spend a lot of time together. But the sisterhood, I hate yeah. you know, not to use a yes. cliche word, but that was also so amazing to see because it's just women supporting women, like genuinely loving on each other and pumping each other up. And I have to admit that that was also like so cool to see. I mean, yeah, it's, 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 it's amazing. It's, it is the sisterhood. And it's, you know, we spend more time with each other than we do with our family sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's just amazing to be able to be with a group of individuals who, you know, like who have each other's back and, and who are all here to, to grow in, in the same direction. And yeah, we all were formulated together through dance, but we've all built so much from that, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And like, even like with the heat, you know, when I first got there, it was like, I think like 25 to 30 girls and it's hard, you know, dealing with a whole group of girls. But when push comes to shove, everybody's there for each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah. it, and it's part of being part of an organization. Like, yeah, we're not that technically dancing for a sports team, but to us, our organization is Pitt. You know, we represent him. So it's kind of like all of that mixed together and everybody just kind of having the same vision to push forward is what's what's really amazing about it all. Okay, I do feel like I could go run a marathon. Oh my goodness. Well, we end every episode with Locker Talk, which Brittany's wonderful idea. We do a terrible job setting it up. Like, how would you describe Locker Talk, Brittany? <laughs> just basically, um, like, funny, embarrassing stories. Um, just something that you would, like, probably never tell anybody, but you're going to tell us. <laughs> for locker talk one day just my my own embarrassing solo moment because i just totally did a dance the other direction like (laughs) from the starting pose was supposed to like do something and end up facing one direction and i just ended up facing a whole different direction i remember seeing her being like girl what are you doing i just like had to keep going you know you just because i'm doing the choreography like i was doing the choreography i was just facing the wrong behind the way so she's not our friend in the stands (laughs) so we've all done that sounds like yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Too funny. Yeah. Well, one thing we should probably ask you because, well, the last thing, and then I swear we'll keep you till like 11 o'clock over there. <laughs> but <laughs> um, because it's audition season, and obviously this whole conversation, I think, um, would inspire anybody who is dreaming of dancing professionally or on a pro team or otherwise to just get their butts out there and do it. But like, do you have any advice that you would share with people about how they could maybe do what you're doing one day? Yes, honestly, for, for anybody who's auditioning for uh, a sports team or maybe an artist or going on tour with or an award show, any type of dance audition, number one would be do your research. 
Mm, okay. I feel like, yeah, do your research. You know, I remember when I was turning off the heat, the heat were known for having girls with different looks. And I'm like, okay, like, what kind of look can I give you? You have to know what you're entering mm, to. Mm-hmm. And sometimes in that situation, it's hard to go blindly and get it your first time because people want a certain look. People want to be a certain way, you know. Everybody has a different vibe, a different style of dance. And right. you have to see, you have to adapt to that, you know, and be prepared. So definitely do your research. And I know this is like super, super cliche. And I'm sure everybody says this, but you can hear it 150th time. Mm-hmm. Never give up. Like, yeah. honestly, like if you don't make it the first time, it's okay. You keep pushing forward. People not always tell me, oh, you're so lucky. Da-da-da. And I was like, I tried out three times before I made it to junior jam. And I know that was me, but I put in my, I put in training as a little girl and I still put in training till today. You know, you're always mm-hmm. constantly working on perfecting your craft, but literally, like, do your research and never give up and just keep pushing forward and take, try to audition as much as you can and learn from it. A lot of people are scared to audition because they're scared of rejection. Yeah. And again, we're human and that's normal. But honestly, the biggest lessons you're going to be learned are through going through those, through those audition processes and getting feedback. Like, hey, look, I'm sorry, like, we didn't like your attitude or, you know, you're dancing, you, you could have given a little more energy. And ask, ask for feedback, because feedback is great. That's the only way you're going to improve. So don't go thinking you're the best or thinking that you're better than anybody else. Be mm-hmm. acceptance of feedback and let that fuel you to be able to grow. Mm. Absolutely. That's so true. Yeah. I just posted a like a phrase or something on the Instagram today that really resonates with what you're saying. It says, I never lose. I either win or I learn. And I thought that was like really important yes. for people auditioning right now or just in yeah. general, like always use it as a learning experience versus I won or I lost. Mm-hmm. It's I not know, that and black that, and, and that's white. Really, yeah, it's not. And that, that's really, really important. It's, it's learning from it. Like whenever you're in a situation, dance or anything, what can I take from it? What can I learn from it? Okay, cool. Now I'm going to keep going. Mm-hmm. You can't sit back and dwell in the past or, you know, like you got to just keep it pushing forward. And, and like you said, you either win or you learn. Yeah. yeah. And you get it. And you, you'll try again next year. Or maybe you didn't make it in this sports team, but but then another audition came up and you tried out and you made that. Well, then that was your path, you know? Mm-hmm. But you can't just, you can't close off all other options because one thing didn't go the way you wanted it to go, you know? Wow. Absolutely. Dang, girl. Yeah. You're so inspiring. <laughs> just love it. Sorry. I'm You're... like, I'm very passionate. I'm very, very passionate. And I just sometimes... No, that's so good. I mean, I love that you share that because I think it ignites a fire in other people. It's just... It's infectious. Yeah. Keep doing what you're doing. I think it's so exciting, number one. Jeez, like all the things that you've been able to do, I'm excited to see because I kind of follow you and I'm, I promise I'm not a stalker. But um, <laughs> She's not. I can vouch for her. <laughs> but I'm excited to see what you do next, you know, honestly. And just even the other um, girls of the group that, you know, I just happen to follow just because you guys always comment on each other's posts. It's so cute. And But I'm just, you know, excited for your guys' future and all the other opportunities that you guys are afforded just as your own brand and and in your own individual endeavors. So just cheers to you. Limitless Legends is like so so good. Yes, live limitless. Yes. Well, thank you so much for talking to us. We like cannot tell you how much this is a fire episode. I'm excited. Yeah, we're excited to post it. Be- oh, we were supposed to ask her what people <laughs> song she wants us to. That's right. Every episode is named after a song, and it doesn't have to be a pitbull song. But we were gonna try to come up with one. But do you have like your song that like do you think just captures I, the essence of I who love, you are? I love feel this moment. Okay. Mm. Feel this moment or time Girl. of our lives, whichever one you guys like. But feel this moment is literally just like. We're feeling this moment, and we're we're going with it, you know. That so, actually was one of the, part of our final auditions one year. That was like one of our like oh, intro was, songs. Feel yeah. this moment. Really? It's, it's like so. I think it was like the song that was played when we like kind of paraded in in front of the judges. But it was just like I believe I can fly. You know, you're just. I, it's that's the one. That's yep. the one. Feel this cool. moment. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks again for your time. We really appreciate it. I know it. it's late over there, but and you been traveling. Thank you so much for having me. And just know whatever you guys need. You guys can always feel free to reach out for me, and I'm always going to be a helping hand for whatever you guys need. And congratulations to you guys on your podcast. Thank you so much, girl. Thank you. And it goes both ways. If there's anything we can do as well, like more than happy to further the message that you have with Limitless Legends. So amazing what you're doing. And if there's anything that we can do, too, to promote whatever we're we're in. We have 500 followers, so. It doesn't matter how many followers you have. Exactly. It's true. followers are there. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Pro Cheerleading Podcast. Please subscribe, leave a comment, or review. 
Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, all at Pro Cheer Living Podcast, and also on Twitter at Pro Cheer Podcast. This is Brittany and Makiba. Until next time, keep your eyes on the sidelines. <laughs>